This is Reese Wyland with Reese Wyland Custom Knives, and you're listening to the Bladeology Podcast. All right, so we're going to jump into it like we do every week. Welcome to another episode of the Bladeology Podcast. Uh, we're here again with another guest this week. We're on a roll. But first, we're going to make sure we're all here. I'm Jeremiah Burbank from PVK Vegas. Nick Chuprin of NCC Knives. Matthew Christensen of Christensen Knifeworks. Nice. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah, I think I think this will be this will be fun, and uh, and we'll get some we'll get some good good info out of here. So what what are you working on right now? What's going on? What do you got on the bench? Uh, right now I have uh, a couple orders, like always. Um, working on uh, actually like a full dress knife right now, um, and then I have Hawaii coming up in April, so I have them uh, kind of putting them together. Uh, so that's I got a couple new models that I'm going to bring debut at the Hawaii show. So I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, that's that's gnarly. That Hawaii oh, yeah. show, man. I've never never been to that one yet. Uh, I the only guess show it, we didn't do last year. Yeah, I guess it's the bigger show this year. Like hmm. it's double the size. They have a different uh, uh, venue and stuff. So oh, wow. I got I had an opportunity to go and stay with one of my friends that customer friend so i was like oh yeah I'll, i'm definitely going if i could uh stay with someone and not have to pay 300 dollars a night for a hotel so yeah, the so. flight's expensive too because you told me you were going i was looking at flight it's like every other year i look at flights to go for that show i'm like ah, if i go at least it's a work trip but then it's like it's still like 1200 to fly out there from new york yeah uh, yeah i mean i was gonna go i was gonna do a first class but i was like Cause uh, that's a that's that's a that's a long long flight. But I was like, ah, I'm gonna save, you know, seven hundred dollars and just you know get a layover and do like the premium economy, I guess you call it. <laughs> but um, I've never been out there. I think it's I think it's gonna be be a lot of fun, and I'll be there for a whole week. Whoa! Uh, just uh, the show is only on Saturday evening. Or afternoon for a couple hours. So, oh, okay. Oh, it's like the Kentucky show. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's, it's only. A, yeah, it's a small, quick show, but hmm. there's like a get together a day before and stuff like that. So it'll be. I'm pretty excited. I'm like, this is like the one show. I'm not excited to go to shows anymore. <laughs> I mean, I am, but this one's like. This is special. Like, yeah, I've never never been out that way and. It's different, so I think it's gonna be be really cool, and it's supposed to be way bigger, a lot of lot of makers, so more than I expected. But yeah, any chance to yeah, uh, go to Paradise, man? Might as well. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's always a decent turnout. Every, every year I check it out, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely gonna do it this year. And I look at flights, and I'm like, I'm definitely not doing it this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're not that bad. I mean, I'm out of Chicago, so it's only. Think like seven hundred bucks, six fifty. Nah, in New York, it's like always that. over a grant to fly to Hawaii. Well, usually usually lay over in, in California. Country. Yeah, yeah. Our late my layover is in uh, San Francisco, I mm. believe. And on the way back, I actually have like a ten hour layover, so I'm gonna be like 
chilling in San Francisco for 10 hours. So if anyone wants to hang out with me, <laughs> like shout see, out, like, yeah, come get me hey, at the airport. Like, let's chill. Hey, yeah. Let, let me see the, let me see uh, San Francisco for a little bit, but yeah, well, we did that after the California night show. We drove up to, to the blade West stopped in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Never been out, I've never been to Cali my whole life either. So, oh shit. Yeah, Vegas is the farthest I've gone. Hmm. But yeah, you in Vegas this year? I will not be in Vegas this year. Wow, that sucks. I might go. I might go, but no table. Yeah, because the uh, Hawaii show, and then I'm gonna do Cali, and I was like, I'm gonna take Blade show off and Vegas off, and then do Hawaii. Cali and then Kentucky, you know, catch up. I'm I'm always behind on orders. I'm pretty slow these days, but uh, I want to catch up on a lot of things. And you know, shows take up a lot of time. Yeah, you know, so and then I start stressing out, and you know, you got a month ahead of time before a show, and then you get your you know your show sick or whatever they call it the the after show bug and you get sick afterwards and you know that kind of thing so it'll save me usually like a like a huge amount of catch-up like physically and emotionally after a show like there's just so much going on yeah it just wears you down and then you're like trying to get back into the groove so you lose a good three months you know between the two shows you know you got a whole Um, month of working before and then at least a week or two after the show to really get back going so no, in my case, it's uh, I lose about three months of my life. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about lifespan because I just don't sleep for about a month prior to the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's how I get my stuff done for the show. Me too. That's a whole month. <laughs> they said whole month to get orders done and, you know, per show. So, you know, you mm. got two months and then a couple weeks after. So you got about three months, just those two shows. But. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Taking off, taking off Blade Show and then just doing the doing the smaller shows might be. No, he's still going to Blade Show. He's just not having a table there. Oh, okay. All but right. well, I mean, yeah, but that's basically taking it off. Like then, yeah, you, you don't have to stress about it and stuff. Like I, I don't know. That's, you know, I've never been in that position, but it kind of makes sense. You know, just do those yeah. small shows that are more fun. For sure, and I haven't had a actual Blade Show that I've actually attended without having a table since like 2014 i believe or 13 Hmm. something like that so everything since 2013 on i've had a table so damn i'm uh, excited to actually see the show right yeah california will be a good one one for you as well i did it last year i'm not doing it this year just because how the lineup came between california blade west and usn in paris they kind of move dates around. I can't do all the shows again like I did last year. Mm. Yeah, and I wanted to hit up some different shows this year. So, you there know, you go. see if they do that. What is that? Custom Knife Invitational or was it in Portland or something like that? Or oh, Handmade? Uh, Northwest. Oh, they're not doing that one this year. That was in the July. Hand- oh, they're not doing the Handmade one or whatever. Yeah, no. Jade says he's gonna take take it off this year. I think that that show will work every other year, maybe. Um, which is not maybe a bad idea for some of these shows because there are so many of them. Yeah, they're 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 starting to get a lot. I'm trying to work with uh, Matt Patton from uh, Slice. Mm. We want we want to get a show going in uh, Louisiana around this time next year. 
um, I think it would be cool and uh, it like Mardi Gras and uh, where is that? Uh, is that New Orleans? Yeah, New Orleans. We want to try to get one going there. He wanted to do one for the past two years, but he wasn't sure how it would work out. But I finally was like, hey, let's uh, let's get this rolling. Go find a spot and. You know, I'm hey, sure I'll, I'll go to that one. But problem is, I'm just gonna get drunk at Mardi Gras and not really do show things. I mean, that that's, that's every fine. show. <laughs> <laughs> that's most that's most shows. But Look, yeah, right. don't yeah. judge. Me. <laughs> hey, man, I have to work till six. You. After that, okay. it's it's fair game. <laughs> I'm a professional and I take this job seriously. Okay, exactly. I'm right. a professional. I, I I love I love going to shows. I love seeing everyone and just hanging out and you know, but they are. The man, they wear you out like no other. Yeah, it's, it's like, you were like slaving over, whatever for weeks, which you are, and then you get there and you're just dead, you know. But still, it's a definitely a fun time. I love seeing everyone, and so, hey, more shows and more time I get to hang out with everyone that I, you know, enjoy to hang out with. So, yeah, there you go. But yeah. That's a that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good segue. We were talking about some some of your earlier shows. So uh, how how did you get how did we get here? Get, let's let's dive back a little bit into the into into the past. Um, how how did you get into this into this craziness? Uh, so like growing up, I wasn't really into knives at all. Um, I, I would say I when I was younger. I was just always like into outdoor stuff. Um, I didn't grow up hunting or anything like that. It was all like dirt bikes for me growing up. Um, I raced when I was younger and um, my brother still rides a lot, but I quit after my dad actually passed away. Uh, 2005, I kind of quit riding because that was, we were always with him. I was, we were pretty much, it was uh, me and my dad. Like he was like my best friend. So, um, but we would, uh, he always had these old um, out the front switchblades from when he was in the army or uh, in the Marines. Um, and I would always sneak in his room and play with them. There you go. And they were like, uh, you know, they were, they're obviously springs. And that was 2000. Probably I was what? Probably eight, eight or nine when I really started messing with them. Mm. And, uh, I remember they would always break. I wouldn't say break. Well, you know, you, you try to put them back in and they would get stuck. Like if you like the safety on a, like a micro tech, if you, you know, yeah, it bounces it. off the track a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it like the blade moves up and down and I would always freak out and throw it back in his in his bag. And like, <laughs> I didn't mess with it. Nothing happened. And that was I like, my, I didn't yeah, it. that was like my real first um, experience with like knives and I would always mess with him. He had an OD green one and a black one. And this one day he's like, Hey, if you want one, you could have one. And I was, I don't even remember what, how old I was. But that was kind of like, I wasn't obsessed with it, but I always, you know, I had it in my room and I always played with it. You know, it's just up and down, up and down, you know, breaking, the, breaking in the spring, I guess you could say. Mm. And, uh, he always had like, Random small knives, um, cheaper stuff, you know, flea market stuff. And I remember finding an old cheap butterfly knife. I mean, I still have it, actually. It's uh, 
just steel crappy steel on it and like the handles are steel super heavy and like uh uh knurling all over the handle so like mm. gripping the handle so you really couldn't flip it i mean it yeah, was right. like you know it was, it's they think about it now like this is a bad design but i always would take that and he would never know and i would just go out in the woods with the friends and like you know chop stuff with it it's pretty funny using a butterfly knife but um i I still have it it's actually in my in my room and my desk but but yeah that's like the first real knowledge of me messing with knives but i wasn't like into them um till one day there was a i don't remember what years or anything like that i was probably like 12 13 there was a knife gun and knife show in my town and we went and there was a table full of knives and i was like whoa these are awesome like old taiwan you know autos like push button autos like spring assisted kind of i guess you could say and uh old wood handles falling off you know but i just thought they were so cool like well i didn't know when i went to the bathroom my dad bought the one that i kept playing with oh nice and that night he gave it to me and uh i can't find that one which is which is funny because that like i cherished that one i still do if i could find it, i couldn't find i was looking for it today but um he gave it to me and i was like in awe that he like bought me something sharp and a knife but uh i still remember that day like i didn't care about the guns like could care less you know, I was always into like his marine stuff and all his army stuff, but the guns, it was always those knives, like that table. I couldn't leave the table and he's like, come on, let's go. But he finally, I guess, yeah, he went and when I went to the bathroom, he, he, he bought me that knife plus his, uh, he bought a little like auto. I mean, they're, they're cheap, you know, blade play up and down left, right. You know, <laughs> if you smack the back of it, it would open, you know, kind of. <laughs> so, uh, but that was like what really got me into them like i always had that on me and i i would had to been like probably 13 14 at at the oldest and um then that's really i wouldn't say how it started i guess it would say how it started i didn't really uh collect anything until i would say 2007 uh, my dad passed away 2005, so I raced dirt bikes when I, when I was like eight years old, all the way till 2006, 2007. Um, went to, on a on a trip to Colorado with my brother and some friends. We went hiking, and we stopped at a Walmart. And I'm like, man, I need a knife, and it was a Gerber Par- Paragon. Um. Mm. Might be Gerber wrong on that. Or something like that. No. Cutouts in the handle? Yeah, yeah. Um, Paratrooper, uh, I think it was. Like that fixed blade oh, one? No, it was a folder. Um, mm. It's that like it's that like Gerber, like number one seller with the three cutouts in the blade. Exactly, yeah. Skill- I think. So it's Para something. Okay. All right. Uh, it's, um, I mean, I look it up, but I don't want to be typing. Uh, forgot what it was called. But right. yeah, so I bought that. and Holy Gerber. Yeah, it was Gerber something, whatever. Para, para something or I'm thinking about paramilitary but but um yeah the holes in the blade or in the in the handle they went all the way through on both sides and um paraform okay that sound right 
Maybe. <laughs> well, uh, anyways, but uh, so I got that, and we we're we we're hiking. We went to um, all around like Colorado. Um, we hiked to uh, Capitol Peak, which is you know from trailhead to base of the mountains, about four hours, four hour hike. And um, on the way there, I was whittling with this Gerber knife the whole time, like literally like trying to make a wooden knife hmm. why i have no idea <laughs> i was just whittling and i was like oh i'm gonna make a knife with my knife because i was bored you know we're yeah. sitting there at camp and fishing was horrible couldn't catch anything we were gonna go and uh there were, everyone was like making spears and we we're like playing uh mountain games it was we were, we were dumb whatever it was wasting time and uh i carved this military style you know round handled you know buoy knife which i still have too which i think is i look at it and it's pretty funny that i, I even carved this thing it's, it looks like a banana because like over the years it started you know warping because it was drying out but yeah so that like pretty much started me of really liking knives and after that I just started buying all these cheap knives from Walmart, just, you know, going to the flea market. There's a flea market like 20 minutes from here that I'd go and like became really good friends with the guy and um, just buying the cheapest stuff possible. But I mean, I loved it. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. There were like knockoffs of everything. Just looking back with a bunch of tops, top knives, uh, knockoff top knives, uh, CRKTs, that kind of thing. Um, then I got into guns, uh, after that really started getting, um, I would say like shooting a lot and Glocks and here and there and kind of fell away from the knives. Hmm. Well, then for some reason, like I found, I th- I believe I found blade forums something like that i found some kind of uh blade forms i was looking through and i seen some things i was like oh wow like there's actually a community for this it's kind of funny like how most makers are like wow like there's a lot of knives these are cool you know (laughs) so like i was you know i was it was newer into the internet and it was still it was a 2008 probably you know seven eight i mean it's there but you know, that's when kids actually went out and did stuff and I was working and, you know, that kind of thing. And didn't have the, the smartphone and yeah, I mean, it was before I, the I, end of it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I did have smartphones back then, but I mean, it was pretty much the start of like the end, the start of the end of like <laughs> everyone nowadays. But um, I don't know where I was getting at. So yeah, blade found blade, blade forms. forms. Yeah, and then I was looking through and I, I seen like people customizing, like, fixed blades or, or like just folders. I was like, oh man, I didn't know you could do that. I'm really, I love. I can never, like, uh, put anything down. Like I can never leave it alone. I'm always messing with stuff. My truck would always customize it. My dirt bike helmets, I always wanted to paint them. You know, my, my BMX bikes, I was always doing something like I could never leave anything stock or the same. 
And um, I, to this day, like I'm always like I just got into watches. Oh boy! Like, all of a sudden, uh, now oh I'm like getting at the beginning of the end. Yeah. I, I like just got this watch, <laughs> and now I like want to buy all these watches and mod them. I'm you like, thought shit was expensive before. Yeah. I'm like, oh geez, I'm gonna spend two hundred dollars <laughs> on a Seiko and then put three hundred into it just to make it. I'm like, oh gee, oh, so I like drop everything, but I can never leave anything alone. So then I'm like looking through YouTube, and I'm seeing these guys like, for instance, uh, Jeff. Tough no, thumbs, tough, tough thumbs, tough, Mr. Mr. Tough Thumbs. Um, <laughs> I found his one of his first videos of him in his garage with a Dremel and just hacking away at some G10. And I'm like, oh, you're telling me I could customize these knives. So that's pretty much how all this started. Like, this is the the beginning of the end, I guess you could, <laughs> you could say. So growing up. Wasn't really into them here and there, but then once I found YouTube and found, I would I would have to blame Jeff on my obsession on all this. So hopefully it's all he, his fault. He, pretty much, I mean, he started a YouTube video, or he had a YouTube channel, and just kind of watched him from there. And I started, you know, doing reviews. Reviews. I would go to the gun show, or you know, the local local gun shows and knife shows that we have and pick up, you know, they were mostly the cheaper, you know, like the Spyderco Tenacious and, you know, when those were coming out and, you know, the Kershaw's, the cheaper Kershaw, Kershaw Skylines and, you know, that kind of thing, like sub, what, $40, 50 bucks? Yeah. What I could afford. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which uh, I mean, I thought that was a lot of money. Right. But then I'm doing the reviews, watching the knife, the knife of that the, that era. Yeah, that and the I still have like three of these Kershaw Kiss. It has the oh yeah, the dick veins side. all over it. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, those are like my favorite. Back then, like I still carry one every once in a while, but um, then I. You know, doing reviews and whatnot. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to customize one of these knives. Nice. And uh, just went at it. Ruined the whole thing. Had to throw <laughs> it away. Good thing it was only like a $20 yeah. knife. You know, and whatnot. So then, you know, you can't always get it. You know, back then it was... YouTube was just starting. So none of this, you know, um, information was really even out there. So I was like, you know, going through, you know, the forums and, you know, asking questions. And when I started, a lot of guys weren't really wanting to help. It, which, thinking about it now, like, was I asking in the right, you know, places, this and that. But they would, I mean, they would just be like, oh, you could find it. Just, you know, Google this or Ash Jeeves that or whatever it was back then. Um, Say Ash Jeeves? Ask, Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. How to make a knife. Hey, Jeeves, how to make a knife. I think you said that. Ask Jeeves. I was like, the You're, hell? <laughs> Ask.com or something like that. How old are you, Nick? Like 20? It was. Yeah, it, it was. 24? Yeah. So we're ass. like 10, year, 10 years older than you, bud. That's but, uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, that was like... It, well, there was no Google back then. Uh-huh. Or whatever. But... uh. There probably was, but I don't, I don't know. Just can't remember that far back. 
So uh, just started, you know, dabbling around with, you know, customizing. And then I started a YouTube video or a YouTube channel. Um, it was the Thor one five three. Um, so it started doing like reviews and customizing stuff here and there. Then I discover Gavco. Uh. He starts making knives with this cheap $40 grinder from Harbor Freight. In his closet in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I could make a knife out of spending little money? Well, let me try. So I went to the I went to the hardware store. I bought some cheap, mild steel. Went to Harbor Freight, grabbed a grinder, and just out in my shed, just started going at it. I didn't know what I was doing. It was, <laughs> I was burning my fingers and left and right, and I was getting mad. I was like, it was so easy for him to do it. Uh, why can't I do it? And I'm using a hand drill, drilling holes. I still have that first knife too, by the way. Um, but yeah, my mom's my mom comes out. What are you doing out here? I'm like, I'm making a knife. <laughs> She's like, That's Oh, awesome. good, good luck, <laughs> you know. And she walks back inside, shaking her head like, "This kid can never leave anything alone." Or, you know, I'm always I was always messing with stuff, always building things. Um, just growing up, like I was always into blocks and we heard of uh connects yeah of course yeah yeah the little connects like whatever man i was building towers and so I much love those things man so like i was always messing around with stuff like like i said but um and after that i just i kind of went into back to customizing like ah oh, screw this but the little grinder helped me customize knives better Mm. So then I started doing regrinds on, you know, random knives. And I've messed up a bunch of knives. I owed a lot of people money. Let's say that. <laughs> um, then, like, uh, it just kind of history from there and just went on and got better and better and better at, you know, customizing. Then got mm. into, you know, friction folders. Started making friction folders, I would say, around 2000. 11 2012 ish now Probably. i i remember those friction folders is this before or after curtis oh this is way before oh, okay because i remember you made some some friction folders when you were with curtis that's why um i don't think i did huh? okay i just remember I some might, friction folders from you it's, I'm, it's, it's, it's it's definitely possible um but i'm getting into that so mm-hmm. um yeah so i'd say like 2011 I was starting to get into friction folders and I actually had a lot of orders for them. Like there were nothing crazy. It was just some G10 slabs with, you know, a blade and, you know, some washers. I mean, there were, did some videos on that, how to make them. And I was getting, I wouldn't say popular, but, you know, everyone was like, hey, how do you make them? So took the route of Jeff and, you know, and Mike and started just making them and showing how I made them and, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of like my segue into folders. Um, Mm. I only made probably three or four fixed blades before I made a like an actual knife, like a like a um, friction folder. So I started doing them. I probably made 
I would say 15 to 20 friction folders and said, ah, I'm going to try to do a folding knife, like a locking knife. And uh, I don't know. I think it might have been Mike or Jeff or one of them guys like uh, showing. I think it was might have been Jeff going into which um, is now John Gray's house. Um anonymous which they used to call him back in the day um he started making folders with him um so i'm like ah, i'm gonna try this so i made my first try i made a locking locking knife it was titanium blade you know i wasn't really into uh i didn't want to send off a bunch of blades and whatnot so my first folding knife locking liner lock was uh it was a warren cliff type blade and it was titanium blade titanium lock whatever and it worked and i carried that for a while and surprisingly still have that it's in pieces now but um, edge. uh no just uh there was no there's no carbonizing back then yet at least i just mm-hmm. heated it up and yeah you know just you know just trying to see if i can make it and uh um, signs the fuck out of it pretty much yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, I, but I kind of blame, you know, Jeff and Mike for everything. Um, then, you know, just started really, and I think Instagram started to come around like 2012, 2013, I believe. And that kind of helped and whatnot, which is, which is weird. You, you meet a lot more makers that way. Um, a lot of makers around, you know, the forums and then going into, you know, Instagram, um, browse blades of it. The social yeah. It was, media, like it was crazy. Yeah. The social media thing, not necessarily like Facebook or whatnot, but it was, uh, yeah. Facebook, I think is bigger than Instagram now for the makers. Uh, but yeah, it was like, I looked back and it was my first post was 2000, I believe it's 2012, like the yeah. end of 2000, October, 2012. Um, I posted a little tool that I made that I got from Jeff. It's like a tough tool, whatever. And then the next, the next one was a. I started uh, posting my, you know, my uh, mods, and I was doing Warncliffe uh, mods on Benchmade or not Benchmade, um, CT five sixties, I believe. Does that sound right? No. Um, Yes, I, know. I actually remember those. Yes, it's uh, a, it was the Hinderer one, yeah. and you each have yes, it. yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. made them into like a, made them into like the Hinderer warnings, um, oh, that are now, and man, I messed up so many of them. I I almost went broke. I almost quit. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> almost went bankrupt before you started. Uh, More than yeah, a couple. Right? Yeah, damn. But uh, yeah, I I messed up a couple of the like the. Um, what are those uh, composite blade ones too? Like, oh God! Yeah, they're. I mean, that was back in the day. I was just starting, but um, then like uh, my first blade show was 2013, and uh, that was really when I started just talking to everyone and meeting people, and uh, getting to like know everyone, everyone's face, and I, I met, um, Chad from Alpha. Alpha Hunter Tactical. Mm. And uh, we started talking, and just one day he's like, Hey, do you want to do a collab? 
I'm like, um, like a fixed blade? Like, because I don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to folders yet. Because I only made, I think, three folding knives, like locking folding knives hmm. by 2013. He goes, well, well, let's just mess around and see what we could do. I have like a guy that could cut them, cut parts for you. I'm like, oh, cut part. Like, what are you talking about? So, just talking about Willis. Water jet machine? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, cut? What do you mean cut parts? Like, yeah, he'll cut parts with a water jet. I'm like, oh, uh, what's hell that? Is that? <laughs> Mind blown? Water cuts? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm pretty knowledgeable with, you know, knives nowadays, like, at that time. But I was like, uh okay like is it like a cnc like he cuts parts and we put them together and he goes no like he like it's like rough cut and you kind of make them from there i'm like oh geez oh boy well then he like mentioned a guy's name um david curtis so i'm like looking him up and i was like oh he makes some cool knives he's like yeah he's a buddy of mine he like has a water jet like um what was it uh Great Lakes Water Jet Company? He does a lot of like uh cutting for a bunch of makers. I'm like, oh. So I look at all Great Lakes. He must be close. Well, he's only like two hours from me. So one day I was like talking to him, like, uh, I believe I just called him, said, Hey, I really like your knives. Um we're gonna be I'm gonna be designing a knife and I guess we're sending you materials and you're gonna cut some parts. He's like, can I come come by and, you know, check the shop out? He goes, oh, yeah, like, no problem. Yeah, just come by. So I'm, like, driving, going there. It's, like, two hours. Not bad. I go out to Michigan all the time. He's, like, directly east of me. And uh, my buddy's cabin is only probably, like, 30 minutes from there. I'm like, oh, I go out out there, like, twice a month during the summer or whatever. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to go up to the shop, like, like a big like a old legit ass shop. Yeah, like a building, like a place. And I pull into this subdivision and I'm like, where am I going? Like, can I go the right way? So I pull up to this guy's house and he's sitting there and working on a knife in his garage. Yeah, alone, I'm like making these shitty knives in the back of a my mom's like house in the back room that flooded had no carpet or whatever it was like a room that we didn't even use and i'm like thinking that this guy makes these knives and has a water jet whatever that is and he's working out of his garage it's like no way there must be a shop in the back you know i'm <laughs> like this, yeah this google maps is wrong you know there's no there's no <laughs> shop in the back <laughs> you know and he comes out we start talking i was like this is so this is where he were. He goes, yeah, water jets there. He had a water jet crammed in his, you know, it's like a three car garage. Like, oh, so it's like a like a two car. And then it had like a split, like a, then a little small single car, like kind of pushed to the side. It was like a weird kind of garage. Like there was a wall in between it. Mm. Um, so water jet at a home shop. That's the weird one, because like I want a water a, jet in my shop and I don't have enough it, power. It was a 24 by you know 48 he could cut that big of a piece or like 48 by 48 it's a big water jet i walk in there i'm like so you do these knives here 
he goes, yeah, like I cut parts here, the water jet going, and he was grinding some blades, and I was like, wow, this like, so you're saying I can do this in a garage? Like I was like blown away, and um, he's like, yeah, just you know, come in and check what I do, and he goes, here, do this for me. I'm gonna show you how to do this. So he gives me a blade, and I'm cutting a lock. My first first time ever messing with like a high end knife, and uh. You know, it was the F3, so it was a three, three and a half or three inch F3, little medium size one. And I'm going to show you how to set the lock on this thing. And by that time, I like I knew all what everything was, but I wasn't like I don't even think I ever held a a custom knife before then. It was, uh, I mean, in general, like yeah. I was, but I was always scared, you know, oh, I'm not going to touch it too expensive. It's like. Here, I'm going to show you how to cut this lock. So we go over there, and his big old, he had three grinders lined up, and I'm like, oh, man, and I'm still messing with this one by 30, you know, or I think I had, I might have had a grizzly, uh, grizzly knife maker grinder by then. Oh, that grinder. A thousand miles a second. Oh, my God. I'm like, how am I going to mess with, like, titanium with this thing? So that didn't last long, but so... We set the lock and he's like, oh, that's how it works, you know, and he had he had parts like already done and we assembled it and he goes, all right, well, I didn't make it. So that's yours. Wait, what? He gives me the knife that I lock, like set up, set the lock. You're you're kidding me, right? Dude, man, I was floored. Like from from then on, I was like, man, this is awesome. Like. I got a custom knife and I cherish I still have that knife. I cherish that thing to this day. Um, is it the best knife? Eh, it's beat up. But I set the lock. I think it was like 60% lock up, whatever. Um, nice. When I did it. And he was like. Secure. Yeah, well, it's yours now since I didn't touch it. I was, man, I was, I was ecstatic. So walking around he's showing me some stuff you know water jet how it worked and by that time i had parts like uh cat files he had cat files done for me and he showed me this um knife it was uh the sinbad uh, custom the elf under tactical collab that i was doing and it was a uh, it was designed from like the cutlass sword of sinbad so that's why we called it that like the pirate or whatever that's a cool concept yeah, I mean, it was, he, I don't know where it came from. He had the design idea, and I just kind of took some pictures of a cutlass sword and kind of made it into a weird folder. I mean, it was, it's a different design, I'll tell you that. Um, cool. I don't know if you ever seen that. You ever see the, the Sinbad that I did? I I haven't, no, but no? I'd have to look that up. Yeah, it's, I, I only did like 20 of them. <laughs> Uh, flippers, non-flipper, and then I did like a mini. I think I only did like five. Um, that, that was like 2013, I believe. So it's been it's been a while. 2013, 2014. Um, so he's like showing me CAD files and whatnot, and he's like, "Here, I got your parts cut." I'm like, "What? You? I've been here for over an hour. You just telling me I got the parts cut?" Like I was so excited that I had like these knife parts. So he gives me this box and I'm like, now what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) No idea. Like for real, like I, my first knife, my first folding knives were from a cheap Harbor Freight drill press. 
a one by 30 and a Dremel. I cut the Dremel or I cut the lock um, relieves with a the drill press and a Dremel wheel and a Dremel um, sander. I did the uh, the lock cut the lock cut out or the relief for it. it I mean, it is crude. I'm like, what am I going to how am I going to do these? Like, I had no idea. But uh, I was like, hey, if you ever need help here, I'm only two hours away. Just let me know. You know, I'm glad to come down and help you in the shop for, you know, get some experience. Uh, show me how to make one of these because I have no idea what I'm doing. He goes, hey, yeah, on the weekends, if you want to come down, if I have time, just come over and we could, you know, you could work for me or whatever apprentice, I guess you could say. Hmm. Uh, which which I thought was really cool. Um, I'm like, all right, I'll friendly. Want yeah, well, I mean, he we didn't know each other. All he knew is I knew uh, Chad and I made I customized knives and I showed him like my first folding knife that was just horrible. He goes, oh, yeah, this is good, you know, <laughs> which was not. Uh, <laughs> um, That's like so, when you make a first folder and you bring it to like Blade Show. You show oh, everyone like, oh, what do you think about it? Oh, it's great. I'm like, look, I know it's a piece of crap. Like, I really need to know what I need to do here. No, yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm like, you're not helping me here. Yeah, I mean, it was I thought it was good for what like looking back. It's like, oh, oh, man, like I criticize people now that have done 10 times better than that one. But um, so I get back home and I'm like just ecstatic, like pumped, get in the shop, start working, making whatever. And I would say like five months later, I lost my job. And I think I went to his house like twice after that. And he helped me with um with the folder, like the, the Sinbad, the prototype to get things like, here's how you do this. And this, you're going to need this and, you know, your bearing pockets and whatnot. And he kind of helped me get that together. And like six months later, I lost my job. Um job or the I, I worked for like 10 years oh man um yeah i mean it was a small company we we had uh it was nothing it was just kind of like a, a it was a job you know it was nothing i wasn't going anywhere with it but um we sold store fixtures like everything in a department store that other than the product so you know clothes hangers displays mannequins um hangers you know all that kind of thing oh yeah i've been shopping so, for that stuff before yeah ooh. i mean i used to sell it i guess you oh, could boy. say i worked in the warehouse um there was only four of us there it was a small little warehouse we pretty much did everything but um so we got laid off because we weren't doing too well and um i didn't know what i was going to do i started i found another little side job before then i was like i'm just gonna start making these knives you know hopefully that'll help well, I call up Dave Curtis. I said, hey, I lost my job. Do you need anyone to work for you? Without hesitation. Yep. Come down. You could come down every day and you could work. And I'm like, man, it's a two-hour drive. There and back. So I was, I was literally driving 200 miles in a day to work. Work on knives. I mean, what else am I going to do? I either do that or start working for you know, company again. But at this time I was loving knives. Like that was my life. That's all I thought about. That's all I did. I did videos, you know, 
I was like, all right, well, let's go. So that was like October. Yeah, I have notes, so that's good. October 2013 was the first day I worked for David. So I started, so went there and I still, you know, get there and I'm, you know, nervous. Don't know what to do. I'm going to mess everything up. And first day of the job. Oh, he's like, all right, well, I showed you how to set a lock that one day, huh? I said, that was like six <laughs> months ago. He goes, well, just do it you're again. setting, you're setting locks for all of these. I'm like, oh man, like, you know, it, by that time he had parts and it was, um, he had some parts done outsourced, you know, and it was, um, kind of assembly. Like I was the assembly guy, you know, getting, getting them um, together, set the locks, sharpen them, make sure they run right, you know, customizing them. He didn't customize anything until I got there. And that's kind of where he was stuck in his way. Like it was plain titanium stonewash blade and like a blue backspacer or a blue whatever. That's all he did. And um, I'm like, hey, I'm like, I used to customize a lot of knives and I'm good with like patterns and handles and anodizing and whatnot he goes here i got all these handles that don't look good i was just gonna throw them in a drawer so i'm gonna carve these things up you know from my pimping days you know carving up handles and putting anso patterns and stuff and drilling holes and speed holes and whatnot and just started customizing all these knives and i want to say I may, I changed the way he looked at a plain knife. He was stuck. I mean, he's older. He's been doing it probably eight, nine years before I even started making knives. You know, traditional, like, just plain workhorse knife. Hmm. So I started anodizing and all this stuff, and everyone's coming out of the wood like, what is this, you know? Like, Holy cow. Like, I never seen Timascus or anything before, before this. And, uh, He's like, oh, I got this cool pattern stuff, Timascus and whatnot. And we started messing with that. And it kind of put him on a path to design more stuff and do other things. And uh, me too. I mean, it, it really helped me figure out, like, what I liked in a knife and how to make things work. It was, um, I could say, I was more of a... He pretty much just said, do it and figure it out, which really helped what I do now. Like, um, mm. I'm going to say all these makers now, I'm not saying it's like they're lucky that there's, you know, Instagram and, you know, it's easier to find out information and YouTube and whatnot. It, I is, was, though. it is like it is. there's some of these there's some makers now that within a year they're making they're damn near better than I'm like impressed with some of these guys that are just been making, you know, it's like just started. I'm like, it took me five years to get to where you're at, you know? Um, you know, I'm not complaining, but it was good. I think it was good for me to learn. He pretty much, Dave pretty much said, just do it, figure it out. If it's messed up, you know, do this, do that. Why is the lock sticky? You know, why is it not smooth? What What's going on here? You know, and it, it really helped me um, be able to troubleshoot, you know, the things that I'm still a little crude with how I make knives. I'm not 
I wouldn't say crude, but I'm not like uh, like Nick, like by the you know CNC and all that thing. I mean, a lot of a lot of. I mean, I'm not saying it's like easy. Hey, I just started with that. Just push the button. No, no, Love no. Push just the button. Obviously, it's not. It? I can't. I can't do it. Five no. years of no, six I've years no CNC, and then last war had been CNC. I'm saying a whole like ball game. Yeah, like like now, like um. There's a lot of guys that are, I won't say more precise. I'm hard to really put into words. Like I'm kind of, I still do things the same way. I kind of still do things the same way I did when I first started in a way. Um, Only other thing, like I was doing pockets for my folders on a, a Harbor Freight drill press. Like, and it worked. I mean, that's I, I, pretty I've much only what had, counts. Yeah, you know, it worked. So, but like, I'm not like, I don't have, I have a cheap Grizzly, which a lot of people, like a lot of makers do still. Um, it's like, it's, I'm, I'm a messy, I'm a messy guy in the shop. Like nothing's perfect. Like my process is still like, I'm saying like jumbled up everywhere. But I get it done and it works, you know. I was um, trying to say that he just throws shit together and it works, and then people pretty want much to buy it. Yeah, you want to buy it? The bills get paid. <laughs> uh, I wish I make it was the knife. Way. The knife but, sells. I mean, I do take my processes are a little different. I I take a lot more time with the stuff I do now. Like fit and finish is big with me nowadays. Um, uh, it's it's hard to explain like how like how I started. It's like my process hasn't changed. Some tooling has changed, but like how I do things. And I mean, I, it works and I think I make a decent knife and, you know, like everyone thinks, you know, they, they make a good knife and whatnot. Is it, is it the right way? Probably not. But (laughs) if if that makes sense, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, but. Well, the thing is, it's important to, to know that everybody does it different. And for whatever reason they do it different is important because there's that means that there's different product coming from all over the place. If everybody did it the same damn way, everything would be so goddamn boring. So, I no. mean, like, it's good that it's different, you know? No, for sure, for sure. But, um, but working with Dave, I finally, like, I learned a lot from him. Then it was, like, 2015-ish. Um, I think it was like probably I think it did about 10 months with him. You know, a lot it helped a lot with, you know, figuring out how to really make a knife and you know, and then after Blade Show, I think it was 2015, I finally like I made probably 10 knives by then. And I was coming out with a new little knife. So I wasn't really doing my own thing. I was still working for Dave and I just said, "Hey, I kind of just want to go on my own and do this thing. He goes, well, you know how to make a knife. Go at it. You know, so I was like, well, if you still need help every once in a while, if it doesn't work out, you know, and, you know, it was it was definitely a struggle there for a little bit. But um, I got a bunch of parts cut like I made it. My my brute model was like really small, two and a half inch, you know, folder and. I was still stuck in my pimping, you know, ways of carving stuff up and, you know, crude grinds and whatnot. And I mean, they kind of took off. I did, I think, like 60 or 70 of them, something like that. But uh, 
pretty much what started me into what I do now. So I'm not really so like I still do everything pretty much the same. I don't I don't know how to really explain it. Like things they've they've obviously evolved, but like my style is still the same. My models I still make the I don't make the brood anymore, but like the Brutus is a model of it and it's kind of like uh you know the fit and finishes are better but it's still like i i still feel like i'm still in that era if that makes sense like i haven't i haven't evolved from what i'm doing from 2015 till now um hmm. I, I i'm i probably wording that wrong that makes sense but uh no, yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's uh, I kind of see I kind of see what you're trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You sound well, like I, I sound like I'm still making crappy knives, but <laughs> uh, it's really like um, I still pretty much do everything the same as I did before. Just fit and finish, and I take longer, and you know, I'm, I work on, you know, making things like a stronger, you know, better knife. I guess you could say. You have to. You over time you learn what to focus on and what things are more important. I mean, yeah, like, for sure. You know, one, once your mechanics are there, then you know that's what you're saying. Then you're like, okay, and then my next step is I got to focus on the on the fit and finish. So it might be the same model. It's just gotten better. It's the evolution of of a maker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Today it, it's a knife. There's a lock. There's a detent. There's some holes. After that, just the shape. You got, I would you, say, got you got your mechanisms down, good and packed years ago. There's no reason to change that. But your fit and finish and time got better. Yeah, I would say As I would say I've I've learned better ways of doing things. I guess you could say. Um, I just hit things with a hammer till it works. And if it doesn't, it goes in the trash. Uh, there's sometimes I throw things against the wall and they work better than they did. But <laughs> <laughs> hope no one's listening to this. As, but uh, that's okay. Those dings, <laughs> those are just those are massage marks. That's yeah, right. those are massage when, marks. And so when one's binding a little bit, just those dings are just to get it to go smooth. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I I love designing. Um, going back to like working with Dave, he taught me a little bit. Like in high school, I was good with CAD, and my dad was a CAD engineer, so um, I always messed around with CAD, and I still do to this day. I, I love designing. I'm always messing around on the computer. I have probably forty designs that I don't even show people um, on the computer alone. Just just there like ready to go if i needed it you know that they're all somewhat the same like style that i do but there's some that are really out there futuristic kind of like um you know like elijah does um now mean with all like holes in the blades and stuff? Um, not necessarily. Yeah, kind of. You know, he invented the holes. He'll come at you for that. I know, right? Yeah. He'll, no, he'll, like more yeah. like a futuristic. I have a bunch of futuristic stuff. I don't think I've ever showed anyone. Oh, and, man. Top like, secret stuff? I wouldn't say that. I just never put it publicly out there. Like, hey, mm. how do you think of it? What do you think of this? Yeah. You yeah. know, um, going back, like me and Elijah have done a collab um, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Five years ago, probably four years ago. Oh damn! Yeah, that's like when you really first started really designing. Um, I think I remember that knife. I don't. I'm gonna try to find that on Google though. Um, I think I remember first, that knife. The first there was one that we were gonna do that it never happened. 
Um, I don't know why it just never happened. It was when um, um, Deets was around. Remember him, Alex Deets? Oh, I got. I got. We talked about. I rather forget about that guy. Oh, really? Yeah. So (laughs) it, it was. It was before. I think it was around that time when he was doing his. I was going to do one. It never happened. And then we eventually came back to one and I said, hey, I'm going to do this Theta. I really like the Theta. So I think it was, I would say, four years ago. Uh, four, one, two, three, four, maybe four, something like that. We did a collab and, you know, it was fun. He ended up, we ended up doing uh, only one. I did a prototype and he was doing one with a uh, Kaiser. So I was like, eh, I kind of don't want to make this because Kaiser's doing it. It was kind of, I felt weird about it. But uh, yeah, I've known Elijah since. Eventually you get a design with Kaiser. Beginning of like the Instagram days, I guess you could say. Hmm, He started designing. If you're wondering where Elijah's at, he's not here. (laughs) Yeah, where's Elijah? But uh, He's great at this, don't worry. He'll be here next week. (laughs) But yeah. Last uh, week. I would say my my foundation, again going back, foundation really started with Dave, and mm-hmm. um, um, we still talk every once in a while, but it's very random. He after I left, he actually got a CNC, um, and he started doing more in house stuff. And he got the Tormach. Yeah, he I helped him pretty much set that thing up, and that was like after Blade Show when I helped him. Uh, 2015 or something like that and then he just kind of I was like why, why do I even have to be here if you're going to be do- <laughs> doing everything on a CNC but I think that was the that was the plan once I left he was going to you know do if more only CNC that's stuff. how it worked yeah right I'd like another CNC that just means I need another employee <laughs> I just pick up another one launch. grab it Amazon Prime that shit <laughs> <laughs> but like uh like stuff I do now, like I don't, I don't see myself ever getting a CNC any time in the future. Um, not saying they're bad or anything like that. I just my how I like. You got a pantograph, right? Recently, I do. I, I I've bad. had one. I've had one for a couple of years, but I've only recently started using it. It, huh. it, it like hurts my head thinking about what I have to do like to make it like, or to like to use it i gotta make templates and everything's by hand so, a lot of it's using like epoxy right yeah like g10 epoxy um what is that stuff um there's like, like a, it's like a plat like a hard epoxy plastic stuff that gets super forgot what it was called but yeah you gotta make templates by hand and then like it just hurts my head how like how it works like I don't think I could ever do CNC stuff like mm. thinking or that might actually help with the pentagraph stuff, you know, making templates, you know, but it's like I'm confused. I'm I'm used to doing the, you know, the regular straight bolsters and non inlay stuff. And, you know, it's you did inlay recently for was it Kentucky or just before Kentucky? I did. Uh, I did. That was for Vegas. Uh, oh. That was the first time I used it, and I think it came out. I, I was impressed. <laughs> no, it came out sweet. That's why I remember. That's why I thought you recently got it because that was the first time I actually seen no, it. Really. So I had uh, my. I just work out of my garage, so I only have a two twenty 
and uh, it has like a it had a three phase motor, and I didn't know what I was doing when I got it, and I just said, ah, screw it, I'm just gonna buy a new motor and put a VFD on it, and uh, I did ended up converting it over to regular like two horsepower with a you know with a via like a speed control yeah just the new ones mocking it up and i yeah eventually yeah i seen your your thing your chinese one but, yeah uh, like a good one i'm like look man it just circuits china makes all the circuits Church. my other vfd goes expensive that shit blew too i'm getting that coronavirus oh my ear shot but uh <laughs> yeah, this like coming over tomorrow. Don't worry, he might he'll survive. Like uh, like same with like CNC. I don't think. I'm not saying they're like bad, and I was like, I wish I could do it. It's but different. I don't know. I don't know if I could uh, move into that. Like I don't think I have like. I'm kind of sizable like, leap. I'm I'm stuck into like what Dave's like. I was saying with Dave, like I'm stuck in my ways. I don't know if I could like even doing like. <sighs> I know I should evolve, which a lot of people are, but uh, I don't know. It just depends what you want for yourself. I came to the point where I'm like, I live in New York. Bills are really high. I never was comfortable with the handmade aspect being a career because I started, I went full time five years ago. I was like 18 or so. And I was like, I don't see myself being able to do this 40 years by hand. I'm 18. I feel like I'm already broken and I don't see me able to do for 40 years. Anytime you're sick, you have no money coming in because if you're not working, the money's not coming in. I never really liked that. It never made me comfortable. And I realized I'm like, you know what? Like, if I'm serious about this being full time, I have to figure out this CNC thing. Also, it just felt like job security because if knives don't work out, I have a skill that I've learned. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if I, I always thought of, hey, if I got one, what would I do? And then went back and forth with Nick Swan a couple times, like, hey, I think I'm going to get one. He goes, oh, I'll show you everything. It's easy. And I was like, no, nah, I can't get one. I just can't go that route. Like, Well, that was Rob, I, dude. Rob, Rob got yeah, one. His, his yeah. machine's older than me. Yeah. <laughs> his machine's in 86. And I was like, I think it works. Hey, maybe, maybe I'm just going slow at it. I'll do the pentagraph, then get tired of that and say, screw it. You know, yeah, you know, slow you know, evolution. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, for All sure, natural. for sure. But I mean, like anyone, you gotta really uh, hey, evolve it's not, yourself. It's not for everyone. It's not everyone's what people want to do. You know, yeah. it's it, but like if you ever work to look into it, you don't have to go uh, full Haas or Tormach like I have. Like like I said, Rob, for example, he knew nothing. I taught him mostly all that 3D stuff and the camp stuff. And in my free time, they kind of figured it out himself after. He bought that machine, kind of just busting his balls when he first got it because I was like, the thing's a dinosaur. Uh, but he paid like four grand with all the tooling for it. I, there's a local one by me that was like $2,600. I almost bought it. Uh, it would cost more money to bring it into my shop than actually the old, machine. The old Herco? Yeah, it's Herco, Herco, whatever it is. It's like yeah, 80, thing pro- 1986. thing weighs more than your house. It weighs more than my house. <laughs> the thing is like... Yeah, those things are beasts. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to get the XL for- forklift for that. I was like, I didn't want to bother with it. But he uses it. He does inlays with it. He uses that. Even for that price, it would be like an in-house water jet almost. That did, but it did holes and it was better. So that's what I wanted to buy it for. I was about to buy it because it was just close by. I was like, no, I could use this to just rough out my parts. But then I realized it's not worth it. No, I hear you. I hear you. But, but uh, I, don't know, I don't know where I was going with all that. I was kind of ranting about, well, you know. 
things. Oh, uh, Matt, I wanted to ask you uh, if you if you want to talk about it. I wanted to ask you about your collaborations a little bit. Okay. Um. So you've got, uh, or you you had, or still do have collaborations with, um, Lions Designs and with Custom Knife Factory, and uh, Kaiser. And Kaiser. So we're sort of in that, you know, we're we're in that transformative, you know, era of the of the knife industry. How do you feel? How do you feel that that's working for or against you with your customs? You you loving it? You 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 know. I mean, so, you're gonna say you're loving it, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I mean, the money's good. I mean, I, I tell everyone I'm kind of I'm making money without really doing much. There you go. <laughs> if that makes sense, but yeah, passive income I, is totally reasonable. I haven't noticed any like downfall from like actually using my custom designs into you know getting into this. I was a little scared when I first went with Kaiser um, a couple of years ago with my critical. Mm. I was afraid that it was going to take away from my my customs. You know, like like all makers are kind of like, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, it might like drop the secondary pricing on stuff because people could get that over the custom. And I was like, well, that's this is where I'm thinking that people that can't afford mine or don't want to spend secondary on it or don't want to wait, they could get something similar. You know, like they're buying Spider Coast or Benchmades. Why can't they buy? you know, a production model of their favorite custom, you know? Um, yeah. So, possible. you know, I, I mean, I said, well, I'll screw it. Screw it. Let me, <laughs> let me try this and see how it works out. Well, as of now, it's working out great. Like I had, um, like you said, Alliance Designs is the most recent um, that's actually been out. And then before that was uh, Custom Knife Factory, which, which Alliance and Custom Knife Factory are limited runs. And okay. uh, Kaiser is a like production. They just keep making them, you know, until you know they decide. Well, we're not going to make this model anymore. Um, I think it's they could just keep making it until they want. Um, after two years, I believe a new contract. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure on that, but off the top of my head. But yeah, like Custom Knife Factory is only four hundred, I believe. Or 350. Hmm. Um, and then that was it for that design and model. Same with Alliance. Alliance was for the first like big run. Um, it's only limited. I believe it was only 250 uh, for that for the bangerang. Oh, that is that is pretty short. Okay. Yeah. Um, it depended. It depends on how. Like right now with everything going on in China, it hasn't been. You know, like. The smoothest, I mean, with any company right now, obviously. Yeah. But um, I think I, for any designer, really, I think it's it's great to have like a lower cost knife compared to like you know their higher end custom stuff. Mm. Now, you just gotta get the right design, I guess. Um, I was a little weary on doing the bang rang with Alliance, but it actually has done really well. Like it's not my favorite design, but they liked it and it oh, it's a sweet I was, design. I was yeah, surprised. It's very like everyone, 
everyone likes it. So I'm like, oh, well, all right. Well, what I like isn't what everyone likes, I guess. But um, I have a couple other designs coming out with uh, Custom Knife Factory. And I have a small critical coming out with Kaiser. Um, and then I've been designing. It's funny that you brought this up. I've been designing a lot of um, design, uh, a lot of designs for straight production stuff. Um, mm. They won't be made by me, like uh, no custom, maybe one to see like a prototype, and then the rest will just be made by someone else, like a uh, like we or uh, Best Tech or something like that, and kind of like a mid tech slash production kind of thing. Um, oh, okay. Now, is that, is yeah. that a collaboration or is that just OEM? Well, it would just be, they would be obviously OEM. Like, I guess you could say, is Kaiser, you know, Alliance, Custom Knife Factor, are those necessarily collabs? Would you, would you even call them collabs? Well, okay, yeah, I guess I just meant, I mean, you're going to, you're working so with them, would not be, just having yeah, them yeah. make it. I guess uh, so. Like, a, they're pretty much just making it, and right. then so that would be more of a collaboration. OEM would be where you funded it and you sold them out of as Christensen Knife Works production. Yeah, no, they would. So I wanna, I wanna do more like, uh, like production stuff. Try to get, like, hopefully this year, I want to get a bigger non-China company, hopefully. Oh, someone so like work. yeah i maybe i mean even if it was like boker or something oh, like okay. that i would i would be happy to i want like a lower end you know cheaper sub hundred dollar you know bench made crkt you know um ct maybe i mean they're a little more but spider co i would love to have something like that done um Exposure obviously would help, but getting that cheaper knife into people's hands, I guess you could say, like the price point, lower price point, because all these ones that I'm doing now are $300, $400 still. Yeah. I'm trying to get into that, you know, $75, $100, $150 max price range. Um, I have a, a lot of simpler you know easier to make knives i guess you could say uh designs hopefully i'll get in you know into that or if that doesn't happen do the oem stuff but that's still you know more money than what what, like a a lower price point lower tier kind of knife would be you know it'd be it'd be great to do something like like a kershaw you know collab with them you know production you know because they're lower end but they're really good knives you know and get get into more people's hands not just like knife world knife community yeah if that that makes sense yeah so i mean like that's that that kid you were man like the the kid at walmart or whatever like i just need a knife like i bought that gerber oh Oh, that looks cool i want to do yeah that exactly like i would love to have that was a goal at one point my friends my friends go to Cabela's or Bass Pro and be like, oh, my buddy made that. 
I'm going to buy them. Yeah, because yeah, I had that, not, that goal at one point. I was like, oh, get in a big box store. So I'm be like, yeah. Oh, I mean, we'll have to go up to the guy. I'm like, oh, that's a cool knife. He's like, I want to see what he says about the design. I'm like, oh, I designed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that thing looks stupid. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> but like my friends, I have a lot of friends that aren't into knives and they want a knife for me, but they just can't afford it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a discount, but I can't like give it to you free. You know, they're like, oh, I'll give it to me a hundred bucks. I'm like, nah. Like, you don't even, so, like, that's not even it. I mean, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I'll give them one. Like, I have a couple that I Most gave away, money, like the Kaisers, yeah. like my cost. You know, I just, you know, what's a hundred bucks? I just gave it to them. But I'd yeah. be like, hey, you could go to the store and buy, you know, a $50 design. I th- Like, Carter has a couple from CRKT, I believe, or Ontario. Yeah. They're, they're like in Walmart. Oh, yeah. You go there right now and go grab one or a Ruger. Yeah, so I mean that that's like awesome to me. Like that would be really cool. Not necessarily like because oh yeah, I'm in a big box store. It's just more of getting that like two people that want something from me that really can't afford it, or like a kid, or you know, and that if that makes sense. Um, no, it does. Yeah, it's really humble of you. I just want to say I'm in the big box store. <laughs> I mean well, of course it's cool. And, you know, of course you want that. You want that fame, like, you know, some of these bigger makers and, you know, OGs, I guess you could say. Like, you know, they've been around for how long? And, like, let's say Lee Williams. I had a, I had a Kershaw Lee Williams something before I even knew who Lee, William, Lee, Lee Williams was. You know, I had no idea who he was. And I had... I believe it was like an OD1 or OD2 or something weird like that. He had like a weird little um, flip around top that it, like he does now, you know, and kickstop or something like that. Yeah, it was like a yeah. weird kickstop, like a thumb or like a um, standoff kind of thing. And I thought that was like the coolest thing. I didn't know who he was until I started really getting into custom knives. You know, like I want that something be like, oh, this is cool. And then someone getting into knives oh i used to have one from him you know i mean that's what kind of what every maker really wants i guess you could say um be known be like a household name i think that'd be cool one day but yeah like i i actually really like the collabs um i carry one every i carry one almost every day like um production stuff i don't like i don't even have one of my own customs but I carry one of, you know, the Kaiser Criticals or the, you know, the Alliance. You know, just they're kind of users get into more people's hands. And I don't know. You know, that's, I enjoy that's, it. that's funny that um, that you say you don't don't carry one of your customs. I, f- I feel like a lot of makers, a lot of makers are like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't carry that. Like, it's like it's it's either too expensive to, to carry or they're just like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm too backed up. Like, I own knives like. Exactly. I, I, I just feel like if I were a maker, I'd be like the first thing I did would be like, I just want to make a knife for myself. You say that, and then when someone off every time you try, and then someone offers you money for the one in your pocket, and you're like, uh, I guess I can always build a new one, and then you never do, and then you just start to collect, and then you start carrying knives from your friends, which is what I usually do. Exactly. So I have a, I don't carry anything high end like folders. Um, I do have custom fixed blades from some friends and whatnot. I used to. It's just money that I mean I love knives. Don't get me wrong, 
But like that, I'm not into. But money is better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm in this. This is my business. This yeah. is how I make my money. I mean, yeah, if I could, I'll carry one for a week, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm gonna sell it, you know. And I haven't done that in a long time. Tell you the truth. Um, everyone's like, oh, you should have it, you know, uh, and to show people that like are asking about it. I'm like, people that are asking me about a knife, more than likely I'm getting in an argument or trying to tell them why it's worth this much money. And nowadays, no offense, everyone out there doesn't know anything about them or like custom knives. I don't want to talk to you about knives. Because <laughs> that's all they do is, oh, I could buy a knife from Walmart for yeah. $30. Well, guess what? You can. One of my designs are over there. You could buy this from Walmart. They're like, that's going into it like, that's what i want coming oh yeah this is a thousand dollars or you could go to walmart and buy the same one of this design but it's lower price point go ahead right now it's called you know i've had know. someone want to buy one of my knives i told them how much and i said oh look if you really want a great knife get this it's 100 bucks it was a, like a paramilitary two or whatever a few years ago. He's like, well, oh I'll give you the 120 for your knife. I'm like, oh, nah. so yeah, so like, <laughs> that's one reason I, I mean, don't really carry a knife because it's just money in my pocket. Yeah. Like dead money in my pocket. I'd rather have, you know, the money to buy materials. <laughs> so it's like, it's a, you know, vicious cycle. You, you sell a knife to buy materials and make another knife to sell it to buy more materials to make another knife you know no, and, i guess uh, i dig it all right you know you know i mean i do obviously i like my designs but i rather have the money and, yeah you know and then going back to how people oh man you should carry a knife to show people i said uh, i have this fixed blade my buddy made <laughs> well that's not yours i said well i mean are you going to... So, the first time I ever said this to someone, I said, yeah, I make knives. Well, how much? I said, you can't afford it. And he got pissed off. <laughs> like, yeah, straight up, that one, I'd be like... pissed off at me. I mean, I was a little little inebriated. We're at the bar. Just a scooch. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, he's like, what do you mean I can't afford it? I said, well, uh, let me take that back. You could probably afford it but you're going to cry when you hear the price. Shoot. Tell me. And he's, I was like, well, they start at 700 bucks and he goes, Oh, what are these made out of gold? And like, he like freaked out. Like I was like, told you, he goes, I can afford it. I'm just not spending money on that. That's stupid. I'll buy a gun. I said, well, I said, I hate that argument. Oh, that's, I said, no, I, I I'm like, say, it has nothing to do it. with hurting people. It's not a weapon. Like, I it, hate that. It, my usually, my usually is, so, did you use a knife today? Yeah. I said, did you use a gun today? No. Yeah. Well, you're going to use, no offense to guns and, you know, but they're totally different. I'm going to spend 600 on a gun. Well, guess what? That gun's going to either sit on your hip and never be shot. Or in a safe, and you're only going to shoot it when you want to go practice. Yeah. You know, you're never, you don't open your boxes with a gun. You don't, you know, you're not opening your mail with a gun. Like, it's too totally. Well, it, thing. Well, Do you want some ingenuity involved? You could open your mail with a gun. I mean, you can, okay. but you don't. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you probably f- trying to look for something to open your box. Like, 
Oh, what's in my pockets? What's in this junk drawer? Go grab a steak knife, you know. Or you grab your knife out of your pocket, and if you want something that's nice, why not? Don't hold up. Oh, who's here? <laughs> Who is that? Know, where, yeah, where, else, like, where else do you uh, where else do you see yourself going? I mean, what other than production stuff? Like, just uh, what does the future hold? Huh? That's a question I wish I knew. See. <laughs> I mean, is that? I mean. Matt, what's going to happen tomorrow? (laughs) I am making a knife tomorrow. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to finish a knife. Does does it uh, fold? It does. But, um, I mean, like, moving on to, like, maybe one day getting into, hopefully, like, some autos, maybe. I know it's always been something I would want to do because like my first obsession of a knife was out the front but I definitely don't want to do those no 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 work no no I can't I don't even know like inspired me like you and then uh Jason just did one uh, oh yeah I forgot you saw mine yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. and uh I was like man I, man I wish I could do that I mean that, that that's like a challenge I don't I'm not saying I'm like I'm bored of what I do, but I want a, another challenge. And I guess the, the pantographs first that would really help with stuff. But yeah, um, that's, that's that's a pretty key key thing to start doing those autos. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would help with you know the new auto. The thing is, like right now, I'm just kind of chugging along doing what I'm doing now, and I don't really have. Like anything super duper crazy planned in the next year or two that I know of. I mean, things could always change, and you know. But I have a couple pr- more productions coming out. Like I said, um, yeah. Oh, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, I have probably another one with Wii. I'm gonna do another one with Custom Knife Factory. And then I have one with Alliance. Don't know it. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> is it uh is uh, any wee, of this wee. gonna be at a at Blade Show this year? Are we gonna see any of this this goodness? I, I don't know. I mean that's up to them. Oh, that's true. You know? I don't know if they're all dying over there. <clears throat> getting that getting that corona. Ooh. I mean we had a couple cases of that around here, which is crazy. But I don't think we've had any here in New York yet. I think we're still if my mom's like, you should go get some masks and some water. I'm like, I have a That's shop nothing. full of masks, and they do nothing. <laughs> it's cool. Uh-huh. But anyways, like I said in the beginning, I don't know how interesting I am. I mean, I guess I've been through the stages of no internet with internet and seeing how like people grow and whatnot, which is... I was, I was born you know, with puberty, made yeah. some knives. I'm here now. You know... No, but I, I mean, just definitely kinda... the the seeing the transition from social media, um, that's a pretty key thing. Time like, before Instagram, yeah, and understanding that there was a, a a knife making community before before Instagram, it was it was different. I, I don't know if it was better or if it was worse, but it was different. Um, For sure, know. like right like right now, like my Facebook group, um, like I, I, I absolutely love like. When it comes to the Facebook groups, and I think Instagram has really slowed down a lot. 
Mm. But um, like it's more intimate to me. Like I have only like I don't know two thousand maybe people on my Facebook group, and like I I talk to almost all of them. But oh, when really? you have thirty thousand people on your Instagram and you don't know, but you know, hundred of them, it's like. I mean, yeah, it gets more out there, but I like to talk to the knife guys. That's why I like shows so much. Like, we all think alike. We all know what's going on. People that are in my group, probably 90% of them are knife. Like, they are knife guys. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or women. Or they're into the, like, my stuff or EDC or, you know, stuff like that. Now, when it comes to Instagram, you know, you have random kids that are 12 years old following you or you know people that have no idea what you know what a custom knife is Frank stop no sorry the dog <laughs> told you he's gonna get up and get all crazy. uh-oh get all rally up on us now yeah so you bringing breaks uh, in the white no I, I got you oh jeez Briggs stop <laughs> <laughs> sorry we'll, we'll keep that in leg. Posting a video. Well, no, but, he's uh, chewing a he's chewing on a damn bottle, but uh, you can probably hear uh, it too. I get it. I've tried the Facebook thing. Problem is, like you said, it's too intimate, and like I don't do personal social media. And when I do the Facebook group, I, every time I get into it, I kind of die off of it just because it seems too personal and it feels like personal social media. That's what I like about it. That's what I like about the community. I like. Some people go to shows to see the knives. I go for the people. Like I love. Yeah, I, I go to see people in person. That's why I go. To I mean, shows. that's what I like. The groups are like, like it's a small knife show in a group. Mm. I, I, it's hard to explain. Like I just, in general, I like, like Facebook groups and chats, like the, like we have our Kentucky chat. That's a little random every once in a while but i mean like there's the only reason there, use facebook is to talk in that chat you're in there for you know you know shooting the shit with you know your friends i mean hate to say it but i'm better friends with people in the knife community than i am with like childhood friends i talk to people that are like into edc and knives and every single day but there's days I don't even talk to my brother or, you know, my best friend, my childhood best friend. Like, even though they live 10 minutes down the street, if that, like, I could go weeks without talking to them. It's crazy to think about you're closer with it, the community, like the knife community, than you are with your, your actual family and friends. Yeah, but, it's an oddly very tight-knit community. That is weird. It, but, yeah. It is. It's very strange. Like I would never even know who any anyone is. Like I don't know. I think Jeremiah. I think I met you what last year. Sounds about probably, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like last year. Kentucky and, probably. Yeah. yeah. Kentucky show. Yeah. So I mean, now we're doing this, and I don't know. I just. Yeah. I just. Like, I have a Jeremiah. In general. I speak to him almost every day. <laughs> and I see and my friends I, on weekends. Rick, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Everyone knows Briggs, so it's it'll true. be fine, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's nah, whatever. We're totally but, not um, professional or anything like that. But, like, so going back to, like, where I want to go in life, like, or where am I headed, I'm actually pretty comfortable where I'm at. Like, if I stayed where I'm at and consistently just, you know, did what I did now and just stayed this way, and I'd be totally fine with that. And, mm. um, 
because I, I mean, I like where I'm at. I like, I'm not like um, crazy in demand, but I'm not in the dumps and can't sell a knife. I think I'm pretty centered where I'm at. Like, you're in a pretty good spot from what it looks like. I think, I think I am. Um, I don't know if I could handle more pressure. I guess you could say. Like, I've seen some makers in the past year to really get like I'm not saying uh, like super popular now they're like everyone wants their stuff and just gets out of control like I'm pretty pretty happy where I'm at if I don't evolve from where I'm at I mean I'll, I'll evolve with the times like if something needs to be done but other than that like I'm pretty pretty happy with the you know the sales of my knives and the technology that I use and, uh, you know, like how I do things. I'm, I could say I, I could do this for the rest of my life. Probably do it. Will it happen? I mean, look at Bob and look at, you know, even like Philip Booth and they're still, they're still kicking and doing great. They're still, doing you know, yeah. I mean, why couldn't I do that? And, you know, they, I would say like Trizula hasn't, re- really change from what he from what he's doing from years ago because he doesn't have to right honestly so, i think terazula has adapted in the last year more than he is on the whole time he has because you know times are changing a little bit um even seeing from when i started from now you know things have definitely changed people stepped up their game i mean his his stuff is uh you know proven and proven from back then yeah, he's changed designs and you know how he does things and doing productions now um you know or collabs with companies but i would you know be happy going in that route until like i have to change if that makes sense um yeah. no there's nothing wrong with coasting if everything's no, going great i mean yeah, I gotta say that's a pretty comfortable ass answer, man. Like you're like, I'm actually pretty. Yeah, happy. There's, like, nothing, that's a pretty, there's nothing that's, wrong with that. It's legit. Yeah. You're you're doing better than most if you're if you're if you're content with what's going on. Like, I mean, I was uh, there for a little bit and I was like, oh crap, no, I gotta I gotta do more now. Uh, hey, if nice some some people think that you know they need to change and need to do that, then hey, so be it. And if they actually have to and they don't, then that's their problem. I mean, there's a lot of like close friends of mine or even knife makers I think are doing really well. And, you know, some are even doing better than they did last year. And it's even surpassed me. Am I okay with that? Of course, because I'm happy where I'm at. Like, I don't like, you're not I don't comparing. Just, yeah. I, no, I, I, I just like what I do and the models I do and how I make the things and I make everything. If I could go back five years from now and, you know, if it was simpler, then I, I mean, I wish I could. I was talking to someone about that the other day. I was like, man, I wish I could make a knife that was just plain tie, regular blade, stone washed, no, just tie everything. I mean, I, I'd be, I would love to do that. You trying One to say something? <laughs> no, no, like, no, you, know, joking, you get, that's you all get your ways and you're just, just tr- you're, you stress out, like, trying to make things better and better and better. But I mean, I think they're pretty good for what they are, so I'm pretty happy. I'm in the other like, boat. Yeah. I want to. I well, that's all I do, and I want to do some more stuff like you do. But <laughs> every time I tend to go full dress or dressy, I just lose money. 
I mean, like we said before, it's a business, and my my business is set around the nine hundred dollar average order with just titanium and Zerk accents, Mokutai accents. It's just a little accents, but nothing wrong with that. Uh, just it is what it is. Everyone has their own process, and yeah, how they I mean, I, I'm I enjoy what I'm doing. If I like, I said if I don't move on, you know what I'm doing. I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with it. So, but uh. Eventually, I mean, things change. You never know. Next year, hmm. it could be totally different. Uh, you know, I go day by day, and I'm just, I'm blessed to be where I'm at. And, you know, I can't can't say anything bad about it or anything like that. So. Nice. All right. I definitely enjoy what I'm doing. It when I, Once I start hating it, then maybe I'll start changing things. And that's but, when we got a problem. Yeah, I mean, and you'll know. Am I wore out every once in a while? Of course, you know that's everyone with everything, you know. But you know, what helps is getting out, going to shows, you know, seeing other people succeed, you know, and getting better. And oh, maybe I'll, you know, step up my game a little bit. We'll see what happens. But hmm. other than that, I'm I'm pretty content. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> so, uh, being content, just ghost is definitely a good thing if everything's going well. Uh, I mean, I, I was there for a bit, and then I changed some things, and I realized I'm like, oh, I can't keep doing things the way I am. I gotta step up again, and stress comes in where I'm at now. It's just when you get to a certain point where it's just going smooth. You're content with what's going on. You're comfortable, and then you decide if you wanna. Just keep doing what you're doing or you want to take on more work essentially which is always results in more stress like i was good for about a year content with what i was making and everything else and i was like you know what let's try to have an employee and like that's what i'm in now now that's stressful as shit until i get back to the point of what will be homeostasis <laughs> where enough money comes in enough money's going out and everything's being paid and there's enough left over i will say this though i hopefully I will be one of them people like to come up with a new idea that no one has done before. That's kind of a goal. But every time I think of something, I'm like, oh, it's already been done. Or, man, why didn't I think Every that? Every time I think of something, Bob's done it 20 years ago and Walker's done it 40 years ago. It's like, <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, it's a tricky one. Yeah. But look at um, I'm going to bring up. You know, like we talked about this in the Kentucky group the, uh, like a week ago. It's like everyone thinks they did something new, but like some no, like no. Bob and, and, and Michael Walker like did everything twenty years for ago. sure. But look at like um, Gus, like GTC. He did like that folded, you know, his folded integral or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Like they're yeah. But I saw so when I came out, I was like, that's cool. But he wasn't going to do that either. I've never seen it. I mean, is it new? I Probably saw Birch not. do it. About uh, Birch did that a few years prior because when Timascus first came out, it didn't come in thick stock. And then I saw he was doing a uh, on USN before on Instagram. I was like, this dude just folded a piece of titanium in half and made it into a goddamn knife. Oh, are you talking about the Duke Duke? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what model <laughs> it is, but this is before Instagram on USN. Birch oh, yeah. took a piece of Timascus and folded it in half and made an integral because they didn't make thick Timascus at that time. Yeah, it's a Duke Duke. Duke Duke's mm, uh, the model. Like, 
No, it's a type of knife. That it's a folded over piece of steel, and it's like a... Oh, yeah, that's the friction folder, the Japanese... Uh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's like I guess you could... Or something. Yeah, I guess you could say that, but like... Uh, but he's talking about like a frame lock, like, yeah, but Birch did it prior. Hmm. Yeah, see, I didn't know, like, those things, like... And then, like, Gus has his... His, um... His clip... Briggs, stop! Sorry. Uh, his clip that like hides and whatnot, or even his like um, his little flipper is different than you know what Lee Williams does. And oh yeah, maybe Gus one day stuff, like man. let's bring out someone else, or take two things and make it into one. Um, Kevin Smock. It's weird I'm bringing him up, but he made the button lock, um, compression lock. You know, like that's a first. Mm-hmm. Briggs, will you stop? Come here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> he's uh, he's chewing up a box. But um, boxes. Oh man, dogs. But yeah, like he made two things into one. Like maybe come up with something that's totally different. That would just be. I mean, that's a goal. That's obviously something that would be cool to, you know, you know, like Michael Walker did a liner lock and you know, innovate something which definitely would be a goal of mine sometime in the next 10 years would be awesome but you know, something we'll like uh yeah walker he he created pretty much what we do now same thing like if you you listen to the reese wildens episode last week like he reese pretty much made the button lock and if he had yeah. that, that he'd be set right now i mean yeah. of course like one day that i mean that would be that would be amazing just to come up with something. I mean, well, man, it's going to be tough because a lot of it's been done already. And just thinking outside the box is. Yeah, I kind of gave up with that stuff. If something comes you know, to me, at, at one point I was trying to really hard to come up with something new that made sense and wasn't just kind of like a like a lot of guys come up with something new. But I'm like, you're just kind of stretching. It's not really whatever. But like uh, six, seven, maybe eight years ago, I thought I came up with the first detent button. I mean, detent slip joint. And no one did it back then that I knew of. And then I was supposed to come out the first my first one for the New York Knife Show. I got six. I was like, I'll finish it right after. And then uh, Richard Rogers came out with his. And same Mm -hmm. thing on bearings, detent, yada, yada, whatever. And a lot of guys, oh, you invented that. And I was like, I was a little upset about it for about a week. And then I realized, oh, Bob Terry's little did that 15 years ago. Okay, well, never mind. It wasn't a new idea either way. I, I guess we're in the. New I, like, I guess we're in that era. Um, a lot of things have already been done. Just kind of improve on them. Um, well, anytime I have an idea, I just like look up old Terrazul's work or, or Bob's or Walker's work. Or I don't really talk to Walker, but I always talk to try to talk to Bob every show. And like I just start try to like pass some ideas that I have to him. He's like, oh yeah, I did that back in '95. I'm like, shit, back to the drawing board. <laughs> No, for sure, but yeah, I mean that's really, really about it with me. Um, well, I think striving for innovation is important, so I, I commend you on that, and definitely kind of trying to think of something new and interesting is, is definitely like Elijah tough. With holes. Is good, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, and he starts shooting he, blades with Glocks. I'm, <laughs> and I'm sure, I mean, all that has been done. I mean, he has, he does have a weird lock idea. I don't know if anyone has done it yet. Um, like underneath, I don't even know if it's possible. I don't. I don't even know. Uh, it's been years since I've seen this design. I was like, I don't even think that will work. 
And he's like, oh, we'll make it work. I'm like, all right. Chinese guys will figure it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, which is, he's kind of innovated ways of design in a way. Like, his, uh, what's that one knife that has like, it's like three pieces or whatever bolted together. It's probably been oh, done, uh, but it hasn't been done yeah. like that before, you know? Like, that's different. Vertible integral or something? Something uh, like that. I don't know. comes down to if he was here, like he was supposed to be, he'd talk on it too. But then that was the same thing when he came out with that. He had the the whole thing with see, uh, custom knife factory. They were going back and forth, like who did it first? I was like, yeah, uh, this one, it's, all, it's all gray area. This is definitely different, though. Like they're two different, two different things. I, in my opinion, I'll, I'll speak out of my ass here. I actually don't know what the custom knife factory one looks like. I just know I've talked to Elijah about it, but. You know what it looks well, like. Uh, <laughs> you, you the, the CKF model, I don't. All of Elijah's, I do. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. You know why you like the? Yeah. You know why you like that knife, don't you, Nick? Yeah, it has the curves of a lady. That's right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I was good times. Anything Next time else? you see Elijah, give him one of your folders that you're, it's in your pocket. And be like, you know why you like this knife? <laughs> Because it cuts shit. Just I'm not talking to Matt. I'm talking to everyone who listens. Next time you see Elijah, just give him the knife you're carrying. Like, do you know why you like this knife? Because the curves of a woman. <laughs> oh, for sure. I know. I know that for sure. Like, I I know a lot of, like, all the, listen to all your uh, podcasts already, and everything's been pretty, like, oh, man. Like, hearing how Philip Booth, you know, came up and doing stuff and you know i thought that was that was probably my favorite podcast already from you guys and you know hearing the older guys talk about how they you know started i think it's really cool i mean in 10 years from now that's what we're just trying to do we're just trying to record we're not trying to uh, talk about what's happening now their podcasts do that we're not we we're i'm a maker he's dealer other one's a designer (laughs) we're not all in it no we're just we're trying to try to talk to knife makers because we have the connections and we know the guys and we can relate and we've been around for a while enough to just kind of talk about the history how people started Uh uh-huh yeah i hear you most of our episodes are uh interviewing makers and talking to makers every time we the episodes like a post show it just kind of when just three of us it's kind of a shit show because we are, <laughs> we don't really that's like oh nick has this on the bench uh jeremiah bought some things elijah's still working on the cat work it's like it's kind of the same stuff every time without without another guy to interview i hear you yeah yeah like i, I just wrong here? no that's right i like i'd rather talk to makers about what they're doing yeah so but I talk to you guys every fucking day. <laughs> no, oh, I, 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 I I'm like sorry. I, I feel I, bad for I you. Yeah, well, that's a hard <laughs> life. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it, you know? Especially talking to Nick. Jeez. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? All oh the God, time. Get that blue through my ear. And the C and C and the C and C and then some propane grill in there. And, and then some propane grill and the compressor oh, blasting in the background. We're yeah. talking about. Traegers. <laughs> oh, uh, and then, then Matt goes, oh, I got this Traeger, and I make these awesome briskets. And then Nick, I mean, Nick wants to go I buy Traeger cook, every week because of Matt. I just cook stuff every once in a while, and I probably the Lies. same thing. That's it. Every like, days. I'm not like a photo from Matt. It's like, I'm making these ribs. Oh, I hate you. I come over. If you ask anyone like in my group, like they know what I like. Someone, I did like a Q&A I think it was my uh, 
like kind of what uh, Tom Crine does on in his group. Uh, he does a and a like once a week. And uh, I was like, ask me anything. Someone's like, what's your favorite food? And everyone's like, don't 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 let them lie to you. It's uh, beef short ribs. I was like, yeah, you got me there. Because <laughs> that's, uh, that's like, true, though. Only thing I cook is that like and I post and I'm like, oh, look what I got today. <laughs> Some uh, beef short it's ribs on the on the trigger. Ribs. I mean, but it was kind of funny. But it, here I, I am. Mean, I have like three triggers in my cart figuring this out. Like, I really need this. Uh, no, I really need this tool, though. No, but I really need this Traeger. I mean, you don't necessarily uh, need a Traeger. There's other brands. I mean, there's cheaper brands. They're all going to do the same. You know, I'm not going to promote one thing over the other. You know? Yeah, that won't be part of that cool group of Traeger guys. Yeah. It's a community. <laughs> on that Traeger sponsorship right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what are they going to give me? Yeah, another I'll totally slap, hey, if you listen, hey, I'll totally know. slap a Traeger sticker on my CNC. Hey. Make things. I have a couple Traeger stickers if you need them. Well, I'm saying if they want to sponsor me, I'll slap one on my CNC. Mm-hmm. Like. Just got to get that so repost so on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so anything else, guys? Um... I don't know. You tell us. Uh, we covered everything. I think we covered everything to modern day. Yeah, I was. I was pretty sure we're working on right now. Yeah, just Hawaii stuff and just orders. I got recently did a mammoth build that I really liked. I have another one coming up. Yeah, I saw that. that was a nice one. That was. I wanted uh, to do a mammoth build. I did one and it crumbled on me, and then I got pissed and I was like, "Fuck this." No, it's a fourth time using Mammoth, and they've all hmm. all been pretty simple. What's say so like that? Problem is, is that the drill bits grab it, and you get get nervous. Like, oh, no, oh, I was oh. counterboring the, the the screw head, and they had it chipped out on me, and I was like, oh god damn it! Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, I was like, this is bullshit. Because <laughs> it was a nice piece. I was really looking forward to the build, and then that happened. I was like, this is bullshit. I was pissed. Threw it against the wall, broke into more pieces, and I just kept throwing it against the wall until I'm like, this is unusable. Great. Oh, you had a tantrum. Okay. Just to Yes. <laughs> I, threw, I threw a tantrum. Had a lot oh, of that ha- time. Man, in. that happens probably a lot. Got to tell the Got, probably got some uh, prehistoric disease from grinding that stuff without a mask. Um, yeah. Well, Matt, what? Uh, See, so you, you don't really take orders. You do take orders. How do people get in contact with you? Well, I'm pretty. I have orders now, and I'm pretty far behind. I'm pretty slow, like I said in the beginning. But um, I have I have orders now, and I just trying to get them done. So no orders at the moment, but. I do have some orders going to some dealers. So if you're going to, if you want to get something from me, either shows, I do random, random sales every once in a while, not that many, or um, some dealers. So to name a few, um, Knife Center, um, Fort Henry has a couple coming. Um, and that and e knives is a couple. So if you if you're looking for something from me in the next, I would say two to three months, then those dealers will have something. And 
I post on my Instagram and Facebook that they have it. So you'll actually have a heads up when those come up. But as of right now, no orders. Hopefully I don't take any more orders right now. Trying to just finish up what I have. I'm, you know, I probably have 30 orders. Just need to get them done. You know, I'm a couple years behind. I'll tell you, tell you that. So, but yeah, chiseling away at it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, over the years, like I, like I said before, I was pumping stuff out and now I like take my time and, you know, try to make things right. And not saying I could pump them out, but you know, I have more like dignity in what I do nowadays. You know, no more, uh, try to just make things right. Perfect. Are they still? Nah, probably not. But <laughs> but the <laughs> to me is what counts, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, as of right now, no orders. But those okay. dealers and I'll, I'll randomly post some things up. But um, you follow me on Facebook and one of my groups. There's a lot of secondary, you know, posts going on and whatnot. So that's probably the best bet is to get secondary. Um, if you're really looking for something, what's the um, what's the name of the Facebook group? It is um, just Christensen Knife Works Group, and uh, you can pretty much it's not private, but you gotta obviously answer some questions, get in to weed out some of the people. But I could uh, post it up on my Instagram is uh, C Knife Works if you're looking for that. Um, but yeah, let's, let's go from there. And I mean, if you ever have an idea or something, you know, always hit me up. You never know. Some people back out on orders all the time and, you know, I could squeeze you in if there's something going on, but that's rare nowadays, unfortunately. <laughs> mm. So killer, you know, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he is staying alive essentially in business for sure. Slow and steady wins the race, I guess. Uh, I always tell people, hey, I know you've waited a long time, but it's worth it because I get better with every knife. It's true. Good point. Yeah. Later you are on the list, the better the knife's going to be, huh? I would, I mean, I would say, (laughs) but (laughs) good time. But yeah, for sure. All right. And, um, all right, so we're no no blade show this year. So what's uh, you're gonna do Hawaii, and then Hawaii. what'd you say again? Cal- California and Kentucky. So yeah, Hawaii is April 18th. Is okay. the Hawaii show? Um, I'll be there, and then California show. I don't even know the date of that, but yeah, I'll be hopefully be doing that California Custom Knife Show, and then Kentucky, which is the first week of December, maybe the second week of December. But I will be at Blade Show just attending. Um, I might bring, I might do a couple like delivery knives, might have them up for sale and then just deliver them. Um, and then maybe I'll go to the California or the, the Vegas show and uh, hang out with everyone. But, but yeah, so just three shows that I'll be having a table at this year. Cool, man. All right. Yeah. Yep. Well, we won't be making it to Hawaii, but I'll I'll definitely be looking forward to to seeing you at uh, at Blade and and seeing what's up. 
for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to all the shows this year and hanging out. So, what's nice. the Hawaii uh, show? That's the best part to me. Um, April 18th. So it's coming up. And oh, California nice. custom is uh, October 23rd to 25th, 2020. All right. So, cool. yep. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that because I just got that together and whatnot but wasn't nice. sure if i was even going to that one either but yeah all right well, well I, sure. I definitely uh i appreciate you taking some time and and coming on the on the podcast with us today it's been uh it's been a pleasure hanging out and, and talking about knives thank you for having me it was definitely fun get out some information if i bored you i'm sorry <laughs> absolutely not no <laughs> not I, i'm all. like you know but it's cool to share the shit, like you said. Just, we talk about knives all day, either way. Yeah, no, work it, we sure. live it, we do it. For sure, that's it's pretty much knives day in day out. So, um, which is I'm all right with that. So yeah, cool. Appreciate it, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening, Jeremiah Burbank, PBK Vegas. I'm out of here. This is Nick Trooper of NCC Knives signing out. And Matt Christensen of Christensen Knife Works. See ya. You want to take a break real quick? Wait, is that me? That's not me. It's definitely not oh. me. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, let's stop. Yeah, yeah, real go quick. ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Yeah, you know your doorbell. Oh, you're good. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Got it. Is that me? Good job, Elijah. Yeah, good job, Elijah. I was like, it's been an hour and a half. He's lost his sight anything. The mic excuse is bullshit too. He has like a seven hundred dollar pair of headphones. They have a fucking yeah. mic. <sighs> I was trying to find the fucking gift that was D.E.D. And I saw that one. I was like, you know what? This works. Uh, it's fine. No, it's not. We're going to book you into a state asylum. Let me start editing this. I don't tell Mike, you know, if you don't show up, Jerry's going to lose it. I'm fucking kill somebody, guy. <laughs> hey, you there? Yeah, what's up? Yep. Did you hear any of that? Uh-uh, no. no. I have, like, a neighbor, like... I'm like, what is that noise? Like, whose whose doorbell is that? Because I have like, I have over the ear headphones on. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking it's coming through there, but uh, sorry if I messed all that up. But he's oh, like, hey, I've been oh, out for two days. I got kicked out of my house. I need your phone. So I'm like, oh jeez, I don't even know this guy. So can you give me like five minutes? <laughs> give me, can you give me another five minutes or so? Yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead. Oh, all right, right. I'm, yeah, no problem. Just edit this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, I apologize, Elijah. It's cool.